Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Career Perspectives, our, our second to last one of the year, right here on the Superview Show Network. I am joined by my two incredible friends, Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? Hey, guys. Hey, so glad to, so glad to have you guys back once again. And yeah, this, as I mentioned at the top, this is our second to last show of the year. Uh, and as the title of this podcast suggests, we are talking about our top five worst albums of 2023 that we listen to on our own or however we listen to them. We're talking about them tonight. So, uh, uh, yeah. Who would like to go first? Uh, I think I think Mike. Mike. <laughs> you want me to go first, or Mike? You want to go? Yeah, Kyle. Do it, Kyle. You Kyle, go ahead. Right. You got it. All right, all right. Well, coming in at well, I'll start real quick. This year, maybe I'm the only one that thinks this way. Not great. I agree. Not great all around. Um, a lot of bands I had high hopes for really let me down, or just came out with mediocre albums. Um, so I, overall, not great. But there was a bunch that were just flat out bad. So at number five, we have U2, Songs of Surrender. This was a train wreck almost from beginning to end with probably about only four to five passably okay tracks. The rest being just a crazy amount of boring, monotonous, acoustic renditions uh, marketed completely incorrectly, in my opinion. If they marketed it that way, I might be a little bit softer on it. But instead, they're like, oh, we're doing this long uh, project. It's going to be all uh, reimaginings of our songs. Instead of taking that the cool way and making it different genres, they just did acoustic and piano-driven the whole way. Didn't work for me. Overly bloated. Overrated band to begin with. Terrible release. Uh, that'll bring me to my number four bit of a controversial one here especially for mike uh, queens of the stone age in times new roman <laughs> to me this is this album is the epitome of style over substance completely completely like atmospheric you know not so much atmospheric but it has like this style and tone throughout i feel like a lot of the songs that could have been well could have been decent uh, tracks get lost in this like oh we have to stay to this kind of almost like creepy in a way style but not like you know, what I mean, not like aesthetically creepy, but it has like these like kind of like seedy vibes to it. And it just doesn't doesn't work for me. Never been a big fan of his vocals to begin with. Never been a big fan of the band. But this one just and it's uh, actually it's actually kind of interesting that uh, you say this um, because I actually was looking through some lists as we prepared for this top five worst albums of the year. And it actually did not fare well, even on a lot of the other uh, um, review really? sites for, yeah, I was actually surprised. Yeah. I was looking at the top worst uh, albums list for like metal and rock. And it actually uh, fared pretty bad um, on that scale. So it kind of, it didn't make me change my rating, but in a way I did, I, on the greater scale of rating their music, I didn't have it as high um, up as even some of the albums that I was not a huge fan of in their previous work. So I can't fault you for feeling that way towards, especially if you're coming from a non-fan kind of uh, direction, you know, uh, it definitely is uh, a, a weak effort in the, in that realm of, of, you know, music. For sure. And, but you know what, I will give it props on album cover in a time where album covers are slowly just turning into uncreative, just blocks of text or you know a picture of the band and nothing more i like a good creative album cover and this one looks cool i'll give it that uh 
but yeah, that one is a letdown. You know, someone that this is really my first time, I think, other than maybe one other album that Mike had me listen to, experiencing a full album from Queens of the Stone Age was let down. Uh, and that'll bring me into number three and talk about year of the re-recordings and remix albums and and all that. Uh, I think we had U2 Songs of Surrender. You had the Def Leppard one. You had Taylor Swift doing her re-recordings. You had um, a couple other ones as well in there. Uh, Paramore, not so much a re-recording, but a remix album of their latest album, This Is Why. Uh, it's kind of like the Reply album, Reply, This Is Why. Awful. Terrible album cover. There it is, JT, right in the, right in the middle there. <laughs> Horrendous cover, first of all. So that just set the tone for me going into this. I was not a huge fan of This Is Why to begin with. It had a few select songs here and there that I thought were pretty solid. We went over this in the beginning of the year when it first came out. Definitely my least favorite release of theirs. Until this. A lot of these, some of these don't even feel like remixes. More as it feels like other artists just straight up covering badly some of the tracks. There's maybe two on here that I thought were passable. But man, this just felt uninspired, like a total cash grab at look at our newfound relevance, throw something out there. Now we'll have other people just do whatever they want and throw some really off-putting album cover on it with like one demo. And the demo is one of the best things on the record. Uh, so that's that. Uh, you know, it's a remix album. I'm not going to go too in-depth on it. Then we get to off genre probably the only different genre on my list here Lil Pump's Lil Pump 2 hmm. I think it's no surprise to anyone that uh, mumble rap and all that is not uh, an, al- a gen- an album driven genre you don't really go to this for albums and this really solidified that for me Lil Pump is an artist who I've actually enjoyed quite a few of his tracks uh, the one with Kanye was good. Um, you know, he's had some other ones here and there. And even this one has uh, a couple actually pretty good songs on it. But then you get to songs like, uh, I think it's called Pump Rock. Hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Apparently there's a deluxe edition of this. I didn't even bother to check out either. But yeah, I mean, we're talking like 20 songs, mumble rap, awful. Fit 20 songs into 48 minutes. So for this one, yes, Pump Rock X Heavy Metal was the track that got me to listen to this. And it was one of the worst things I've heard all year, only rivaled by, um, oh my God, what was his name? I can't remember. The guy that did the Chop Suey cover. I can't oh, remember. Um, I remember um, not even sure. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Uh, 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 Machine Gun Kelly, didn't he do? Uh, no, no, no. He did Aerials. He did a cover. Oh, that was one of the worst abominations that uh, my ears have unfortunately had. Uh, them grace, you know, grace. Little Uzi Bert. Little Uzi yeah. Bert did the Chop Suey cover. Uh, that's probably the worst of the year, right up there with this one, uh, song wise. The difference is Lil Pump's album didn't really have any redeeming qualities outside of one song, maybe two. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, no, no surprise here, really, that this is probably going to make a ton of people's top top worst i would imagine and that'll bring me to my number one by far huge landslide one of the worst albums i've ever heard in my life especially one of the worst of the past probably five to ten years 
Roger Waters re-recording of Dark Side of the Moon. Mm. This is a travesty. This is a train wreck. This is disrespectful. Whether or not you like Pink Floyd or not, this just straight up shits on the legacy that this album had. All because this guy had to put spoken word ramblings over dark side of the moon instrumentals that are just watered down it's rambling it's not good the album cover is pretty cool (laughs) but other than that this had not one redeeming quality this was a straight like one out of ten for me this record it was painful to listen to and even on songs like money the heart is gone and then there's just like a random him growl talking in the middle of it it's so bad. I don't know what he was thinking on this. I've never been a fan of his solo stuff to begin with. But wow, hearing this was astounding. How you could do this to your own legacy and listen back to this and think, yeah, this sounds good. Beyond me. Absolutely beyond me. So hmm. in a year of mediocre releases, I would say these are the five worst. Uh, I mean, off the top of my head some dishonorable mentions that first ed sheeran album of the year the second one i thought was a little bit better actually had some standout tracks on it but that other one we talked about that yes, one not exactly. great uh, and the uh other dis- oh god my computer just whacked out uh, other dishonorable mention for me the new 30 seconds to mars album continuing that downward land uh trend of just sounding like imagine dragons but now putting some post Malone influence in there too. I don't know why they can't just sound like themselves anymore, but two dishonorable mentions right there. Um, third bench sevenfold that album too. Um, didn't quite crack the top five worse, but yep. Year mediocre releases with some absolute garbage. Absolutely. You heard it here first. Uh, but I know Mike has a lot to say as well. Mike, why don't you go next and I'll, I'll wrap us up. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, I could easily go and, and select music I hate um, or music I have never heard and just hate by uh, my natural, you know, stance on uh, music and where I lie. And that would be too easy to find a, a list of five albums that are just trash. You know, and I got to find an album that I have history with. Um, the, at least an artist I have history with and um, you know like for example with Kyle like you know he was talking about um, you know I think a little, little pump or this and that and you know like uh, you know how many albums do you love of of little pump you know what I mean maybe some tracks and stuff like that but full albums you know history growing up with little pump now I don't think anyone's ever grown up with him you know give so, it a couple of years um, but yeah right you know so but I mean there has to be some nostalgia that gets dashed, in my opinion, to make uh, a list even more concrete um, for that. So um, starting with my number five um, of uh, my worst albums of the year, I'm definitely going to um, put that Blink-182 uh, album on there at number five. You know, <laughs> sorry, Kyle. Uh, I gave it a five out of ten, but, you know, after looking back on it, um, you know, I, I kind of felt like I, you know, could have even gone lower, but um, it's just, it's just one of those nostalgia kind of, um, you know, just the the grab bag of like songs that have the same kind of reused sounds and ideas from their previous work. Um, it's just poorly pulled off, poorly materialized. 
Um, you know, you you start off with uh some some life, and it just all kind of uh leans on the drumming and the you know the overall um lyrics that really tug at your nostalgia and get you all excited about you know heartbreak and and being a, a a teen even though these guys are not teens and they sound like a bunch of guys who are out of touch with their uh like adult selves they didn't progress they didn't change direction they just kind of did the same thing over again where you can even hear another song in a song that they've already done you know you can already you can just literally it almost sounds like a a parody of their previous uh self so yeah just for me that was just one of those albums that i was just like wow this is where we're at since 2023 and we really have we haven't come far from the uh you know from that kind of place so yeah so it's just kind of coming down my list um you know and then coming into that u2 album i agree completely with kyle um, I debated about putting a rehash of old material on a list of uh, worst albums of the year. You know, considering you want to uh, you want to rate out uh, songs that have uh, been created in today's world, but a lot of these songs were created in yesterday's world, and they're being brought back into today's world um, with really no change whatsoever, besides almost dumbing them down or just um, taking everything that was interesting and removing it and trying to kind of sound like a coffee shop uh, indie indie version. And it just, to take that away from an original song is just, it really does them no, uh, uh, you know, benefit. And uh, it just feel felt really lifeless. And uh, I decided to keep it on here because I also wanted to stick to albums that we reviewed, even though I am sure people want to know what, my favorite albums are well probably don't but uh, if you are listening you're curious uh i do have i i am a kind of person who listens to albums uh from way back in the day and not even today's albums i don't listen to today's albums until three years after today so uh unfortunately that's just always how i've been and you know if i do stumble i am it sucks like i do stumble upon a, a more current album and uh go wow it's a it's a 2023 like album that blows my mind cool like but it's so rare that i tend mm-hmm. to um you know i'm forced to listen to these albums uh, you know, so, Mike, I, also, yeah. I also struggled with whether or not to put re-recorded and reimagined things on this list but yeah. i feel like in 2023 the amount of them that came out was insane mm-hmm. yeah sure and that speaks for a greater, uh, you know, the movement of a lack of, um, you know, creativity. People are really being buried beneath the whole uh, way the world is right now. And they're just unable to find, I think, um, you know, a lot of uh, just um, something that's just giving them. Uh, yeah. And one more word. thing on this album real quick is who is asking for this? Yeah. I don't nobody. think I know any U2 fans that even wanted this. I didn't. Right. Like yeah. if all of that made me when I was listening to this album, all it made me want to do is throw on the actual original version. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and then we'll just kind of transition into my uh my third uh worst album, and that would be Seventy Two Seasons by Metallica. I mean, this was an absolute 
just sloppy lack of all the original elements. It's the same old thing that they've been doing, but more formulaic, more predictable, just kind of, uh, it just really is concrete in its, um, desire to, to do the same thing they've done, uh, at the same pace rather than take a, a jump into a more kind of risky area, maybe even try to blend the old and the new. They never really were able to pull that off these days. Um, besides obviously having a guitar tone and uh, a solo here and there, they've never been able to produce an album that is able to blend those um, features together. The choruses are just, uh, predictable. The direction of the song is long when it doesn't need to be long. It just lacks a tight performance. It really feels like an old group of guys who are doing a comfortable thing. And that really just continued to just beat uh, that drum throughout this album. And it really made you want to listen to the old stuff when a, when a new album makes you want to listen to old stuff it's failed at its job because it really does make you want to hear some of the original elements like the acoustic guitar the, yep. the the medieval kind of qualities i want to hear those again i don't care if they're not today's metallica they they need to be blended and they wouldn't blend all they wanted to do was just give you this new metallica flair which just, nobody really wants that they just accept it because here we are it's 2023 and we still they're alive we're, i would we're, like we're to great. argue though on this album mm -hmm. if you cut some of these songs down by a couple minutes yeah. there's some solid stuff on here yeah. to me the problem you is know, I, overly bloated to the point of even the riffs in the songs get repetitive and old about halfway through right. you're like all right change it up you don't have to keep this the verse ended. You don't have to keep this riff going for another however many measures to the chorus. Right. Yeah. And it, exactly. And like, you know, honestly, you could take this new album and you could add some elements from their previous self, like the harmonized guitars. Harmonized guitars were so lacking on this album. You could take mm -hmm. this new album, you could add some tighter drumming, uh, faster drumming, more pay, more oh, tempo okay, changes. Mike, it's Lars. Come on. I know. I'm telling you, I really do. I, I I call out to the great producers and musicians out there who want to remix this album and add some 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 real tight, thrashy Metallica elements and blend them in with with current Metallica as well as you know. It, it really could improve it. I never really loved any of the vocals on this. The chorus and predictability. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. That was just a shock to me. Um, so I think I gave it a five out of 10. Like I said, I could probably even dip down again on that. Um, yeah. So then we come on to what my uh, second uh, choice is, uh, Midnight's Edition, 3 a.m. at Taylor Swift's, uh, Midnight's, you know, I, I, I did this to feel, that's from last right, year, boo. Tech, technically the 3 a.m. edition was released in 2023. No, only the Midnight's Till Dawn edition was. Yes, till dawn. That's what I mean. I, it, this is just, I'm sorry, folks. This is just an excuse for me to add this album into this list and further uh, in a petty nature, not a Tom Petty nature, but a, uh, a, a Mike Petty nature. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to reemphasize how terrible 
this album is and how very little it has in a musical nature. Hey, quiet you, over there. Kyle. Was this on your yeah. uh, was this on your list last year too? Uh it was actually. It was number so, one, I think. It, I'm actually I'll be thankful if she releases a new edition in 2024 of the same album because I I, I can so. continue to put this on the list. It, I mean it really is a just a lifeless uh just shell of a of an album i'm sorry folks but i had to be that one i'll send all your hate mail to uh it's got the swifties Mike. in the comments now getting all mad <laughs> the swifties are they're coming for me so hey you know what i'm used to being hated and it's become a comfort comforting place that's it hey you know it's well deserved for my boldness and my your boldness hater qualities here but um and then we finish out the list with the number one of one of the most shocking, disappointing, uh, just conglomeration of strange change-ups and rough vocal performance. We have Event Sevenfold's Life is But a Dream. This disaster is proof that you're either interested in making music that your fans like and that you like, and in that kind of combination are able to find a, a compromise where you can be an artistic artist and you know uh put out music that uh is reminiscent of your of your former self but also uh evolving into your future self and that you can kind of find a happy medium uh Mm -hmm. or you're the other type of artist that's just like screw everyone i'm gonna do what i want and i really don't care about what they think and i think and that is definitely what this album was um even you can see in the tours that they're putting on they're touring with very strange artists that no band has ever toured with and sure yeah they're sure they're patting themselves on the back well look at me i'm 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 with this artist and i'm putting out this this synth kind of like experimental kind of nonsense but it really failed in a lot of ways that an album could use all of its experimental elements to the greater community uh that it was trying to please um blending blending them uh it, it failed to blend them and beneath the surface of that kind of like oh we're so experimental you really just have kind of just an, a, a lack of identity so um yeah for me it was such a shock i have such a history with this band that i needed a history in order for it to make it number one sure i could find a terrible mumble rapper or someone mm-hmm. and just say hey it's a it's a you know 0. 0.5 out of 10 or something but uh that would be too easy i need to find someone who is uh yeah I, I agree with that for for me i tried not to take history into account on here but otherwise yeah. i would agree this is probably the biggest letdown i had of the year yeah. going so many years how many years has it been since their last one before this and this is what they came back with. Even the stage wasn't great, if we're going to be honest about it. Yeah. Like I that album had a few good songs. Yeah, we may have lost JT, so we'll just continue <laughs> here. Uh, but, I mean, this album also had my third least favorite song of the year. We Love You is yeah. a horrendous excuse for a song. Oh, yeah. That just feels yeah. like four different things mashed together. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's just, you know, I really honestly, if I never listened to it again, I would never... I wouldn't I feel probably won't ever listen to it again. Yeah. <laughs> True. So, yeah. All right, JT, you're up, man. All righty, I'm back. Sorry, it took, it took me a second there to lose myself. Um, all right. So, it's funny. This year was a – Kyle said it from the very top of the show. This is a very 
dry year for releases. And I mean, we talked about the U2 album. We talked about Metallica album. A lot of like very questionable releases. But the ones that I have on my list are just ones that I would go, no, not ones that I would not only like not listen to ever again, but just like, just forget about more than I thought. Like listen to them once and then forget about them. Throw them, throw them in your CD bin at Walmart and that's it kind of thing. I, I would not go back to them whatsoever at all. So my number five, this might surprise you guys, but Def Leppard's Jurassic Symphonies. That was toward the bottom for me too. Exactly. I'm like, it just, it was like, why? I mean, it kind of, it kind of almost echoed the U2 songs and songs of surrender one. Um, it's in a similar vein because like we didn't really ask for this, and they went with the this. I think you said this too. We went with the safe route of like, oh, we're gonna have. Um, what they said, what do you, what did you say? Uh, back in history, oh, they went like with like the slower songs like Hysteria or When Love and Hate Collide. They went with like those types of songs instead of like mm-hmm. imagining like pour some sugar on me or animal and stuff like oh, that. Oh, they did pour some sugar on me though. Remember, they oh. did the horrendous slow acoustic ballad version of pour some oh, sugar. Yeah, on that me. was bad. That, that was bad. bad. I, I actually horrendous. I, that that tells you how much I've listened to it since then because I just refuse to like care about that. So, and their twenty twenty, you know, their twenty ten twenty twenty two release was not that good either. So. Um, they're kind of on a. I mean, they're they're, they're still going to tour till they drop. Don't get me wrong, but it's like when you put on new content or at least reimagined content, you want to like have it at least good. And this was just yeah. not good to me. Um, the DLC and, we didn't want. Exactly, exactly. Uh, my fourth one uh, it, it was actually one that um, we touched on recently, but the the Elenium album. I mm. as much mm. as I enjoyed it was Elenium. I don't know how to spell it, whatever. Elenium. Elenium. <laughs> I'm gonna Did you just have a stroke there? Elenium. I know. Exactly. No, this one. Just, I don't. No offense, Kyle. No, absolutely no offense. I just EDM is not my thing. I prefer real instruments. That's oh, me neither. You know exactly. So, but going, but when I go back to this ever again, no. And I and I, the more I remember listening to it, the more the several times over, I never really like. I never really like enjoyed. The music to begin with, and like the the, the 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 bass drops and all this stuff too. So I just I wouldn't go back to it, and it was, I I know it was on your list, but I just and it's not my not my cup of tea. So I just that I would not go back to that. So Elenium's Elenium came out this year, um, and so this is my number three. Actually, we talked about you both. I think you both touched on this, but Paramore's This Is Why. Mm. Paramore's This Is Why. I I had never really listened to a full Paramore album at all ever, and and I this made me like. It, it made me like not want to dive into their career more. I, and I understand they have like they have other songs and stuff like that too. I mean, Haley Williams is Haley Williams, and, you know, and all that stuff. But I'm like, I just don't. I don't know if I would go back to them as a band after listening because I, I I knew who they were. I just never like listened to them whatsoever at the time. Well, I wouldn't judge them on this one. Okay, all right. In I all fairness, this sounds nothing like any of their other music does. Okay, good, good. That's good. Not, to know. I will say they're not the best band in the world, but. Their other stuff is better than this is. Okay, well that that gives me some hope to go back and try some other stuff. But this is why I was like, actually, it's funny. I made a a, a video on our YouTube channel saying this is the Paramore. This is why Paramore's This is Why was a strange album. <laughs> Puns, whatever. But uh, it just was a strange album, and I, I it was kind of weird. I didn't. I I don't. I barely remember any. I I forgot I listened to it actually because I, when, <laughs> I really did. I forgot it came out this year. I was like, what? This came out this year. What? No way. Uh, and then I went back and listened to it again just like to re- try and refresh my memory. I'm like, oh, well, this came out this year. So it's been a, been, been a dry year for us, truthfully. Uh, my number two is, might surprise some of you guys out there listening to us, but Avenged Sevenfolds, 
Uh, life is but a dream. Avenge, uh, sevenfold. If I can type it for my life, seven. Avenge is Evanfold. Evanfold. Sorry. Uh, this. <laughs> I, Mike, I will mute you. Um, <laughs> I can type it. I'm not illiterate. Damn it. Um, <laughs> no, but like it, just. I remember when we first did our when we when I first listened to this album. I and I mean I knew Avenge Sevenfold. I had never listened to an Avenge Sevenfold album until now. And I, I'm well aware there are other, I'm sure their other albums are great. I remember Hail to the King for whatever reason in a Walmart bin. I, I gave that a shot at one point, at one point or another, but that was years ago. Now this one came out, I was like, all right, I know the band. Hopefully I like what I hear. The only one, this actually, this is, this is I feel like a cop out. The only redeeming quality for me was the title track because it's just a piano instrumental and I added it to a coffee house playlist. That shows you how good the music was of this record. Like mm. the, uh, the fact that the title track was a wordless, no dialogue, no verses, no nothing, just a piano instrumental. That shows you like the creativity that this band is putting out now. I mean, I get that they're, I mean, I mean I'm all for bands trying new things and trying new directions, but this was just like the weirdest, like guitar riffs and choruses and so many questions. Yeah, I agree. That uh, that title track was a shock at how good it was um, composed yep. and that oh, that yeah. was their strength over rock and metal. And, you know, like if I took a bunch of LSD... <laughs> And I ended up in an RV bathroom in Toledo, Ohio. Like, I, I, this might be a good album for me, but I like See, but in the in the, you know, in a yeah. way that doesn't surprise me though, because when you really break it down to what metal is and what the earlier releases are, it doesn't surprise me that they were able to craft a well done classical piano piece. That really doesn't surprise me. What surprised me on this one mostly was that they threw that away for just about every other song in favor of. You guys like Primus? Here you go. You like <laughs> this experimental band? You like having a metal riff here go into a random acoustic thing with horrendously sung vocals? Here you go. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it was just like so like I don't know. It was just so questionable to me. It was just not like I, I mean, I, I I'm I'm aware of who the band is. I'm aware of who they are and what and the, the, their prior their pre, work prior to this. It's just like you put out this, and I'm like, and the the very fact that I was able to put, able to put the title track on a coffee house playlist from an Avenged Sevenfold mm -hmm. record, it's just a piano instrumental, cool, but really, it's very <laughs> questionable, very questionable. I'll have to share that play with you guys too. Uh, anyways, but my number one of 2023 is the worst album of the year, and I have no honorable mentions. I just want to get that through. This one, it was a shocker that my but Ed Sheeran subtract. Mm. That one was just a, a, a not a disaster, but it's more of like a huge letdown in my opinion. Like this, I remember when I, I watch our I watch our segments on YouTube. I watch to see what we can do better and whatnot as well. But I remember Mike being like, "Yeah, Kyle, this is your idea," and it's like, "Yeah, you know, it's stupid, whatever." But like, it's just it. I get that he wanted to close out the mathematics part of his catalog. I totally get that, but like the very fact that it's just like. Quiet and plus, when I saw him live too, because this came out before I saw him live in June of uh, this year, uh, he played a couple of these songs live and they just didn't go over well because they aren't like I hate saying it like this, but they aren't like pop hits. Like Eyes Closed, like the closest thing on there to it. And on top of that, you also had um, like there was just nothing. I'd go, I'm looking at the track listing right now, and I'm like, Boat. He played Boat. He played Eyes Closed. That's really all the two songs. I if if I would go back to any of them. 
it's just slow songs. I don't know. I don't hate slow songs. I don't like dislike them. But music is music. It's all it's open open to interpretation how you like it or don't like it. But the very fact that he put out his most not his most recent release, which is Autumn Variations, but this one here was just so like why like i understand he wanted to close that with like but i thought it'd be like a, a like a similar to like a bad habits or shape of you or thinking out loud or when i think of those songs i think of like an upbeat well, song thinking out loud what was essentially on here life goes on was essentially the same exact song <laughs> well, exactly <laughs> so then that's what i mean yeah. i don't think he's running out of creativity i just think that this one was very like i remember driving home from work before we did our stream that stream that afternoon to do to talk about this um and i was like i listen to it again i'm like why am I listening to this quiet, obscure, mm -hmm. weird, questionable thing? It was a big, not a, not a, not a really bad album, just a very a disappointment because I really like him. I saw him live and he he puts on a great show, whatever, right? But like the songs that go over live well are the more of the pop songs of his. And this one just didn't really deliver to me at all. Maybe, I, and no more thinking about it, maybe Eyes Closed, maybe Boat. I don't even know, like, it was just like so much like, just quiet, questionable, not my absolute favorite of the year and whatsoever. And uh, it's just a, very, a huge letdown for me, truly, because I really like him. I think he's very talented. I mean, we talked about um, this record one, and I think mm -hmm. Kyle, you talked about his uh, Multiply album was pretty solid, too. I, I listened to it the other day. It was great. So Yeah, Multiply is a great album. He, he has great songs. He's a very talented guy. Yes. From an objective standpoint, he's incredibly talented. This album, though, the reason this didn't crack my top five worst is because to me, there's nothing other than being incredibly boring and uninspired. Exactly. There's nothing overtly like punch you in the face bad about these tracks. Okay, They're just right. like straight fours and fives throughout that are just, if they were in the background, you would just never know. They would just be background music in your yeah. life. There's nothing captivating on this one. Autumn Variations, though, has... Some about half of it suffers from the same problem, but the other half is actually really solid. I have I've yet to check that one out. I gotta check that one out soon. So I know it just came out too. So I finally checked it out uh, about a week or two ago, and actually nice. solid. Actually impressed me. Com yeah, right. Coming from this, it's nowhere. I would say it's nowhere near as good as his other like you know massive hits, but yeah, it's pretty decent. Cool. Uh, but that is my number one as Ed Sheeran's uh, subtract from 2023. Yeah, I mean, bottom line, guys, this was a, a very dry year for us to review albums or just talk about records in general. Um, but yeah, ultimately, uh, it was um, kind of a weird year. Hopefully, 2024, some good releases coming out, too. I mean, but tune in next week, though, when we talk about our top five best albums of 2023, of course. Um, yeah, super excited about that one as well. And we can't wait to thrive and talk about all the greatest releases that we talked about that came out this year in 2023. And there are some, but we have to figure out. We'll talk about the next week. Um, but that's going to do it for us, guys. Thanks so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. I want to thank my two incredible good friends, Kyle and Mike, yeah. for doing this. Woo, woo. Always quick show tonight, quick, quick episode, only 35 minutes long. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes we go for like hours, but that's besides the point, though. Uh, I want to thank Mike, of course, and Kyle, as always, for doing this. Kyle, Q&A podcast is up now or no? Oh, January. January. Thank you. So Q&A podcast for this guy down here, Kyle Horsha. He's ready. He's got a new, uh, some episodes coming out soon. I said it right this time. Um, <laughs> but thank you all for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us. Follow us on our social media platform, simply at the Super View Show. And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. But for all of us here at Career Perspectives, for one more episode in 2023, stay safe, take care.